0: Podcast listeners, my name is Kasana and I'm the host of the Kasana show that you are watching right fucking now. Uh, Today's guest is Nikhil Chaudhary, an independent film producer who has produced uh, films like Mantra and Yours Truly, both having gone on to win multiple awards, uh, including getting into uh, MAMI, which is the most coveted film festival in India. Uh, They're both on Netflix. He's also producing two other films which haven't released right now. But this podcast isn't as much about producing as much as it's about how you can make shit happen even when you're supposed to make a career change at in your late twenties when everyone says you're done. So Nickel's journey is like that. It's sort of very inspiring. Uh, he was a dancer with sharmak McDowell for four years. And then um, he had an injury He had to completely change his career, but then uh, he persisted through it. Uh, and you know, hard times make hard men. Um, so I think you like this episode uh, full of tactical advice as well on how to make it in Bollywood with virtually no money and uh, how to how to produce films, independent films, really cheap. Um, and it sort of gives you a very interesting paradigm shift on uh, the way uh, uh, the the landscape of the typical producer has changed from the safari suit wearing uh, fat guy that you see in uh, movies, which I mentioned a bunch in this podcast, to something like what Nikhil is right now. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. As always, uh, subscribe to The Vinamra Kasana Show uh, we're on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, you name it, we're on there. And if you're watching on YouTube, also subscribe, 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 subscribe to the YouTube channel. More shit is coming your way. For now, enjoy the episode. What is up, Nikhil Chaudhary?
1: How are you, man? All good, man. All good. How are you? Good to be here, man.
0: I, I, good to be on the podcast. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I wanted to say... Uh, you are a producer with all of the skills and none of the safari suit and the pun. so that's good. <laughs> good. At least the typical way in which uh, people associate, yeah. uh, you know, Bollywood producers—they're like uh, the the heavy-accented guys with the safari suits, ordering right. people around. It's more about the money, less about the creative. But um, you know, based it seems, on the sort it's of changed book, over the
1: years, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it has changed. You seems. don't see you don't
1: see producers in safari suits anymore. They're more like, in you know, Armani jackets and
0: Gucci pants no? I mean, I, I guess it's changed because the next generation of producers or like the sons of producers or new age producers have come yeah, on and they're yeah, like yeah. Uh, the old way is out, right? And and that that's sort of very interesting because that's the sort of that, that's the sort of spectrum in the films that you've made, right? Uh, the films that you've made are very high indie films and they could almost qualify as art halls uh, yeah. So, I guess my first question to you is man uh, what, what has been up in the producer industry that there's a shift towards uh, making films like Mantra or Mona Darling or yours truly Or even uh, you know Karak, which is going to be out soon yeah. How, uh, how has, the, has the indie producer industry changed at least since the time that you came on?
1: Uh, see it's been about 5 years for me now since I got onto films uh, mm-hmm. I think the, the biggest factor that has enabled producers like me or anybody else to make such films is, is the consumption pattern of, of uh, the audiences you know. The, everybody is just consuming content on their phones or uh, on these over these OTT platforms and of course that's because uh, of the cheap data rates that everybody is offering right now be it Gio or Vodafone or AirTel. So, I wouldn't have thought of making a film like Mantra or yours 2 for that matter, maybe like 10 years ago uh, because there was no uh, distribution uh, format available in India. So, if you, so the theatrical pattern works very differently here. Everybody is so starched that you would want to pay 300 rupees out of your own pocket to go to the theatre only if you uh, see a Salman Khan or a shah Khan in, in the right. film. Why would somebody pay uh, pay whatever 300-400 rupees to go see an actor who's not like a mainstream mainstream actor to go watch right. a film which is not a mainstream mainstream film. But this has changed over, over the past whatever three four five years uh, and thanks to all these OTD platforms like Netflix, Amazon, Z5, you know whatever it is. I think this is the one biggest factor
0: that has enabled producers like me to, film, to make films that we want to make. Right. So... That's very interesting because uh, that is true that I remember even when I was growing up, the idea of going to a film screening would often um, accompany the fact that we were going to see a big start. Uh, yep. I don't remember a single time in my childhood where someone from my family was like, let's go and watch an art house film or let's go watch right. a film from, with a bunch of NST graduates. Because first of all, yeah. those films would not release in the cities that we were in or if they would release, it's like, you know, limited release, like maybe one screen that only is there for uh, I'd say four weeks and then it you know it it, right. it, it gets taken over by a big blockbuster so right. considering that the Ott platforms have been uh, been a great way to get people like you so non-traditional yeah. producers to get in the field oh. uh, I guess I guess what I want to ask you next is um, why did you decide to be a producer first of all because I remember you had a, you were you were a dancer initially and and yeah. the switch from dancing a completely body-based performing art field to yeah. something that's on the on the back end yeah. of things yeah. the executive side of things how did that happen? Right. So I think I um,
1: I wouldn't say I was passionate about cinema. I was passionate about film, and I had this calling. None of that was none of that true. Okay, so I actually stumbled um, upon this career accidentally. So I was a dancer with Shamak for about five six years. Shamak Dawa, right? Part of Shamak Dower, right? Uh, yeah. And I I was lucky enough to uh, be a part of this musical that happens in in Gurgaon, in this place called Kingdom of Dreams, and I was lucky enough to be on the stage. Um, every single day for two years of my life, um, and I loved that. I that was like my golden phase, you know. I loved that 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 part of going on stage and expressing yourself every day. Um, and one one fine day, I uh, while training, I injured my knee. Um, so they had to operate on my knee, and then of course, I I was not allowed to dance professionally after that. So it was very, uh, very a very very major setback in my in my career because I was. I was enjoying thoroughly what I was doing that time um, mm-hmm. and you know next day you know you can't dance. So um, I was I was at home you know just sulking you know what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and then my father's like you know why don't you try something else you know try and, you know so my father is into he has his own construction business so he said you know why don't you come and join me for a while see how things work out for you. Um, right. So I, I joined him I worked with him for some time I didn't like it too much uh, Right. It, it wasn't something, that I, re, I, I said, you know, this is something I cannot really do, um, because I was in, I was a part of that musical. I had a lot of actor friends, um, people of, who were from NSD, from SRFTI, from FTII, a lot of them. And then um, I said, let's make a short film. You know, let's let's do something. If you really want to express yourself then this is one way to express yourself. Let's make a film. So, I, uh, I I spoke to a few actors they were game, they said let's do it. I had a camera and it was a very experimental short film which turned out to be really bad. Uh, when I look at it of right course. now, you know I just <laughs> so uh, right. we did that, we did that. Um, it, it was fun, it was a very good learning experience for me. Um, then somebody from Kingdom of Dreams um, mentioned that you know if, one of their friends was making a film and he was looking for an assistant director. So I said, you know, I'm, please connect me to him. And that's how right. I got in touch with Nicholas, the writer and director of my first film, Mantra. Uh, when I met right. Nicholas, um, uh, you know, he shared the story with me and I was fascinated. I said, this is amazing, you know, and it was something I could relate right. to because uh, Mantra essentially is a is, um, is, is, uh, big fish eating small fish, David and Goliath. So, how when uh, the economy opened up in India and how these big brands came to India right. and took over the local brands Essentially, the story of uh, Uncle Chips, yeah. how Frito came to India and you know, took over Oh, the- right.
0: I did, I did watch that movie yeah. and I was like, what is, the, what is the significance behind the King Chips and K- Kipper yeah. Chips It only dawns upon me oh, that, yeah. it's, uh, that it's that is what you yeah. described yeah. It's when, uh, right. when Mohan Singh opened the uh, economic uh, right. floodgates right. right. for India Def-
1: Correct, correct so, it, I was fascinated. I said, you know, I could relate to it because, you know, at that time, I grew up on like eating Uncle Chips and the local brands, Paleji and, you know, that now we don't see them anymore. A lot. Right. Uh, so, anyway, I said, you know, this is interesting and he was looking for funding uh, that time. Uh, so, he said, you know, I really want to crowdfund a certain amount of uh, equity in the fund and we you know we'll try and reach out to private investors so i said you know let me let me help you out i can do something i had a little money of my own um, so i said you know i am game this is
0: what it is and uh, mm. let's
1: let's do a crowdfunding were job. you not scared of the idea uh, of taking
0: such a big yeah sorry uh, i said were you not scared of the idea of taking such a big plunge after just having damaged your knee and suddenly you're pouring money into something that may or may not work out
1: i think it was really desperate to do something uh, which I felt comfortable doing
0: and this was so you something I really wanted to do
1: I was hungry and I was desperate I said you know I really want to do this this seemed like the only available option to me uh, at that time so I just went all in I said you know and I'm somebody who always um, trusts my instincts my I always go with my gut feeling and, and it's something somehow it felt right you know it didn't feel like a very big risk or, or I, I wasn't I I won't say I wasn't scared, I was scared, but then somewhere in the back of my mind, I it felt right. So, I just, I said, yes, why not. Um, so, we started the campaign, the campaign was a huge hit. We, um, we collected about 21 lakhs from the crowdfunding campaign, uh, which right. is a big amount considering people, you know, if, if somebody is not, like if somebody is not affected by the story you're telling, people would not generally donate for the cause. you know, if... If okay, it's, that's it's true, it's a great script, but why would somebody want to, uh, right? And also, to, also
0: doing that make the on, on the back of a star cast that is not necessarily the most uh commercial, right. right? Right, right.
1: Uh, we got two more people, uh, luckily from Delhi who were, who were interested in making the film, and that's how it was made. Um, so yeah, I, I, I and that's so, how the process happened. I mean, it wasn't like a voluntarily, this thing that I had a calling for filmmaking and I was interested in films. No, but I just, I was hungry to do something in the same zone. You know, maybe, so for me, to it was very glamorous to be on stage every day, to be able to express your feelings. So and you I wanted want to recreate that yeah. somehow, even if it's yeah. from behind yeah. the
0: stage this time.
1: Right, right. See, right. that's that's, so that's very
0: interesting. Because, because I feel like... Uh, There's always this idea, especially the idea that's peddled to us now, young millennials, uh, that that you should always follow your passion. What I feel is like you you discover your passion only by trying and failing at different things, right? Right. Even if you're not initially passionate about something and even if you feel like you don't have the requisite skills for making making that big jump happen, uh, there's only two things that can happen. Either you fail or you fail and you learn, right? Because I, I'm true. pretty sure, even when you started to produce Mantra, which I'm yeah. assuming went to a lot of film festivals, which it did as I keep seeing your yeah. Instagram stories. Yeah. Um, what what were the sort of big moments where you were like, fuck, this is way bigger than I thought. Because I assume okay, so the, the, the film, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah it's
1: a funny story, so we got into uh, this festival called uh, the Bombay Film Festival, which is MAMI. It's one of the biggest festivals in India. Yes. And it is sponsored by Jio. Okay. Um so what happens is if your if your film gets into the festival then obviously you get a entire kit which has uh you know which has invites to certain parties or the networking parties uh and all of that stuff. So I got my kit and there was a particular invite which said a networking party and it the, and it was an address saying 37 Altamount Road or something I don't remember what the address was. Okay so I don't know right. uh, I didn't know what what is where is Altamount Road or what is this house. I said okay let's let's go. I had been to a few uh, networking parties which are very low-key, you know. People just come around very casually, have a drink, talk, network, whatever. It's very chilled out. Right. So, I, right. I said, okay, maybe this is one of those parties. Um, I had a meeting in Bandra at about five 5.30ish. I got done uh, by 6.30 and this was in town. So, I said, let's cab it. And I was wearing my regular sneakers and a, and a very sketchy shirt and, and denims. I said, let's go. Um so I cabbed it I reach Altamount Road at about like 30 or so um I GPS the address exact location I get there and when I enter that's when I realize this is Mr Ambani's house um, Holy I shit enter, <laughs> I enter on the right side we have Mr Ambani his wife Amir Khan his wife and a few other people, uh, like the biggies, welcoming you and saying, oh, welcome here. Welcome. Congratulations. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And so, I, I just I just look around and there are people in tuxedos and, and dresses and whatnot. And here I am in, in my sketchy casual. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm like, okay. Um, all right, you'll get through. So, I, I said, okay. I took a glass of wine. I, I took a stroll. Uh, luckily, I found somebody who I knew from before um, right so uh, that's when I realized the you know how important these films are you know everybody now is actually uh, so Geo is, is has been supporting Mami since long time I guess uh, and Mami right. of course has been doing great work getting films uh, mm-hmm. from across India uh, from across the globe um, for, for people here in India um, and then um, all the festivals uh, I've been to with either Mantra or yours, Tuli for that matter, the response, I mean, it's somehow people, it doesn't matter if you speak English or no, it doesn't matter if you understand uh, what happens in India or no, there's always a connect uh, that you have uh, with a certain film or a certain story, even if you don't know that language, you know, so yours Tuli is completely in Hindi and people in Busan um, loved it so much, like I had so many What is Busan? Questions uh this place uh, in in south korea okay so uh, and uh, so they have a very big festival called the busan film festival
0: so yours truly
1: right. uh, uh had its international premiere in 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 busan
0: that's dope man so yeah <laughs> what what is the what is the circuit like the festival circuit uh, who are the people who come? Like you already mentioned, you were fucking surprised by the fact that Amba, you're at uh, Mr. Ambani's yeah. place yeah, as, as, as a newbie producer, like, okay, I'm going to take this risk and then it pays off and next thing you know, you're amongst the big wigs Which is something that, yeah. I guess, it's it's like that sort of silver screen image that people only dream about, right? And then you're smack right in the middle of it uh, Once this sort of took off, did you feel like, did you feel like I have to keep up the momentum? Would you Did you jump on uh, ASap to your next project and like uh, tap into everyone from your network like like w- what happened right afterward I
1: you'll have to come you'll have to repeat your question I think I lost you in the middle. Uh, I sorry. said
0: I said once once the once the film took off and the festivals loved it, what was in your mind like uh, I have to maintain the momentum or hai or take it back, enjoy the success so, like what were your next steps?
1: So, the next step, because I was very new, this was my first time, I didn't know anything about producing, I didn't know anything about syndication, I didn't know about anything about how to sell your film. So, the next thing, next thing, obviously, was to sell the film, get it out there, either release it in theatres or get it out on a platform like Netflix or Amazon. So, I, right. I said, you know, let's go to Bombay and figure out, let's meet some people and figure out how things work. I was lucky enough to, um, I got in touch with with a lot of good people who guided me through. Um, samurai, you know, from this point mm-hmm. to this point, how to go about it? Um, so finally, we were able to sell uh, sell mantra uh, to somebody who then again, uh, helped us to set it to Netflix and then so many other platforms, just on iTunes. Then there's this channel in Malaysia called Astro, uh, it's up on Star. Um, uh, uh, there's a channel called Star uh, Select, um, it's up there. Um, but I think I was lucky enough to to be in touch with uh, with people who were who were helpful and who were more than happy to guide me through this entire process. Um, right. So I, I consider Mantra as my graduation school, graduation film school. You know, that's
0: where I. Even though you did not went, you, you did not go to a film school, right? Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I never went yeah.
0: to film school. So so wait, so so Mantra happened. Uh, you figured stuff out what i what i'm getting a sense of here especially since you know you also mentioned your uh, your dance school story and you knowing a couple of actors is that you seem to have a very strong network of people that you know and and that network continues to pay off uh, in ways in fact when we were trying to do something for the documentary that we wanted to get uh, released here in india as well yeah. you you connected me to a bunch of people uh, yeah. how do you go about collecting people in your network is that something that uh, is comes naturally to you, or is that something that's a part of your job as a producer? I think uh,
1: I I would say I learned this this uh, uh, through this entire process because it, the entire independent industry is very small here in, in, in India. You know, you I, I pra- you practically know everybody if you're producing an indie film.
0: Right. Also,
1: it's important um, that you have each other's back uh, because uh, that's how because you know. There are very limited avenues when it comes to independent filmmaking. You obviously, uh, it's very difficult to get your film out there in theaters. It costs a lot of money. So here in, in India, India, right? We, yeah, here in India, here in, it, gets, it takes a lot of money to get your film in theaters, especially an independent film with with uh, not a very famous Taka. which is or some the content is not very commercial. So I think right. you you have to you have to um, sort of. Uh, try and see how can, uh, how can you, uh, I'd say padta if you're If you're there in this industry, uh, you have to work on your interpersonal skills, you have to meet people, you have to strengthen your network because uh, that's how everything will happen for you. You, ha- you got to have each other's back. Uh, it's a very small mm-hmm. industry. Uh, and if you, if you produce an indie film, you'd practically know a lot of people who are in the same zone. Um, so one thing that I learned from People who guided me in the first place when I was making mantra is that you have to uh, you have to work on your interpersonal skills. You have to meet people. Uh, you have to do things so that they remember you, and they you know if you ask for a favor, they do it for you. Uh, so I think right. that that's one major major skill that you require if you want to be um, a film producer, specifically an indie film producer, where a lot of things uh, that you do um, a lot of uh, because you have to pull a lot of favors to do to make this right. happen.
0: Right, constantly. Uh, I'm sure. Bought, right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We work on such small shoestring budgets that, um, Like you have to pull favors from your family, from your friends, from even people that you've met once or twice. Uh, but yeah, that's how it goes.
0: Right. I feel that man. Um, and when you're working on such narrow budgets with almost saying let's just say the the tide of the cinema viewing audience almost against indie music, uh, indie films not exactly against but more inclined towards you know what what sells on the big screens how do you even decide that you know because there's a fine line between uh, what is commercially viable and what Mm -hmm. is artistically accurate and in sync with the director's vision what I often feel like is I, the 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 fucking tropes that i've seen of producers on in the few bollywood movies that i've seen is that they are hellbent on destroying the director's vision so that they can make sure that they reap the profit but yeah. considering that, that the stuff that you've done especially with you know Mr. Rajat kapoor as well whenever we get those films out um uh how do you, how do you even like decide that it, this is a film that's going to sell and how much of a say do you have in the, the vision or the script of that film? Okay.
1: So, first of all, I'm uh, not someone, like I don't come from a school that hates Bollywood. Okay, I love Bollywood. I've been a Bollywood dancer uh, for so many years. Right. Um, and I love a lot of Bollywood films. Uh, but for me to differentiate between like a commercial Bollywood film or uh, let's say an art film or an independent film, um, it's it's Something that appeals to me, okay. Like if if a film, if I'm watching a film, be it a commercial film, a mainstream commercial film, or 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 a small indie film, if that film does something inside of me, if it moves me, it's a great film for me. Um, and I, like I said, you know, I'm somebody who likes to uh, trust his gut, his instincts. That's how I choose scripts. So if I read something and if it moves me, I I you know I try and make it happen. And the same thing happened with. All the films that I've been a part of, be it mantra, or yours, Thulia, or Kadak, uh, when I when I write the story or the script, uh, you know, there's there's something that you feel that's right about the script. So if that happens, I think I go ahead with it. Um so uh, so what happens is that as a producer and as a director, there are two separate journeys that you go through. A director or the writer for that matter. You know, it's a very grilling journey to just have an idea first and then transform that idea into a script and a story, it's it's a long right. process. And for a producer on the other side to believe in that idea, then to raise funds, then to get a crew um, and then make them believe that the script is good enough to invest their time uh, in, that's also a separate grilling journey. So if the producer and the director, they understand each other's journey and respect it, I think that balance, be- the art- that balance between commercial viability and art- the artistic vision, that's there automatically. If I know how hard my writer or the director has worked to get uh, the script to a certain level, I will respect his artistic yeah. vision. If my director understands how hard I've worked to get the funding and how important mm-hmm. it is uh, for the film to make money, that the investors get the money back because eventually it all comes down to, to, to money. Uh, so right. I think that balance will always be there. Uh, I'm not too sure how big studios work or how big producers, their head uh, bend down and you know, just they don't care about the artist's opinion. But I, what I feel in this industry, that's if if you, both of the parties they understand each other's hard work, there will be a perfect balance uh, on that.
0: Interesting. That's uh, I didn't expect yeah. that answer. But what I was expecting was something more hmm. along the lines of, ki, "Sir, ye nikal <laughs> Audience, ye nahi karegi.
1: Uh, uh, I, I, I also don't think it's a it's a very nice way to go about it because, um, see, it's it's when a writer has written something, there's a certain vision, there's a certain kind of sensibility attached to it. And if you kill that flexibility, right. then the entire thing goes for a toss. Then it's not the same thing anymore.
0: Right? Yeah, which yeah. Uh, which I think is, is 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 I guess I mean you are in a sense then an embodiment of what a modern day indie producer looks like, who is uh, in yeah. touch with uh, the sort of vision that the director has, but then also has empathy for for the process of of writing and then yeah. putting something yeah. out there. So it's no longer just a a crazy uh, money stamping project, but more like, you know, we build this together. It's it's more about teamwork and collaboration, uh, which sort of, you know, brings me to the idea of uh, if you were to like describe what is the step-by-step process of producing or is it just uh, all chaotic? Okay. So
1: um, in theory, the first step would be, of course, to uh, get the script, get the story and the script right. Okay. Uh, I right. am not very happy to say this but in India, the, the concept of script development is is, um, is very bleak. I mean people don't Hamish like it. Uh, yeah.
0: huh.
1: In the sense that if even if I've picked up anything, I've only picked them up at a very final stage. Okay. Okay. So yeah. Right now, there is a script that I'm working on since about a year now and that's my first script that I've invested so much time and money uh, in <clears throat> an idea and a script. Um, as opposed right. to the West, they they develop a lot of uh, scripts, like they, they put in a lot of effort in developing a particular idea, they give uh, a specific amount of time to the writers and say, okay, take your time, go here, this is the money, write a good script and we'll work on it, we'll go back and forth, if we need more time, we'll spend more time, that's okay. But here in India, I don't think a lot of people like to invest a lot of time in development. Um, uh, but I think it's changing and which is a good thing, which also very new to me, okay, I've understood this very later in my career that you need to spend a lot of time in script development. That's the first step. Once the script is right, then of course, you need the right people. You need the people who believe in that script. Um, I'd say if I had to choose between somebody who's like the master, let's say he's a master DOP, you know, <coughs> his, his work is, is amazing, and but he doesn't believe in the project. Okay. um and as opposed to somebody who's who's okay like who's good um but he really believes in the in, in the script in the idea in your project um so as a producer and a director it's your job to actually get people who are passionate who are, who are as passionate as you are uh, about the project you know that's how it's you're gonna have a good team because it's a collaborative process you know about 50 people right. get together to make one film it takes a year um maybe sometimes more than a year um, so I think then again to build a good team is, is something that you should focus on which is step number two um, mm-hmm. once uh, these two things come in place more or less you're sorted then of course you have to raise money and fund and to look at certain things how will you recoup them that, right. that's a certain catch, other this thing uh, but I think the first <coughs> major steps are uh, you have to get the story in the script right you have to get a good right. team uh, uh, so yeah. if you if you, you, if a, you sorry, yeah, yeah, go on, go on, go on, please, please, please. So, I think if you are sorted with the first two steps, you're pretty much there, I feel
0: right. Are you ever called to uh, put out fires during the process? There are problems in the process, and your call a as a producer to save things.
1: A lot of time. It happens all the time <laughs> because because what happens is uh, as a producer, you have to be on set. Uh, you're the first one to reach, uh, and you're the last one to leave. Um, I, I mean, during Mantra, it's a funny story. I, we were shooting in Gurgaon. Uh, it was a nice sequence. And uh, we were out on a very deserted area, uh, where people do not generally come. Like, you would not see a car or, or somebody riding a scooter even there. Uh, there was this couple who were riding in a car they were drinking they stopped uh, they saw the lights and everything they came out what's happening what's happening shooting uh, or you come shooting they were excited and uh, they said can we watch he said yeah of course just wait here and watch um I don't know something happened to this guy he wanted to be a part of the scene <laughs> and he, was constantly, he was constantly coming in coming in with his, and he had a hit glass uh, in his hand. Um, and I had to step in, I was I was very, uh, you know, trying to very, uh, in a very amicable way, I was trying to say, you know, dude, just be here with me, we'll watch the scene once Once the director calls cut, then you can just go in and do whatever you want. But he right. he wouldn't budge. And there was a time, I don't know what happened, he threw that glass of beer on my face.
0: Uh, like with, with I, the glass, like it, it
1: broke on your face? It, yes, yes, the beer, he threw the beer on my face that is crazy yeah and then but i'm so glad i didn't do anything like i'm proud of I I, I I i'm proud of myself of not hitting him back or not doing the same thing with him um because i knew I, we were shooting a film and that's more important so i right. sort of uh, try to deal uh, with it in a very amicable fashion you know uh, I, I called the cop and then they took him, took him whatever so uh, things happen. I mean, you know, you'll have a situation every now and then, but you have to to sort of uh,
0: take the right decision and deal it in the right manner. That's crazy, man. I would never expect (laughs) that. I would never expect that to come out of your mouth because you're such a peace loving (laughs) guy. Like for the longest time since I've known you, like I would never expect you having to deal with a drunk man at your shoot trying to enter your scene. (laughs) That's wow. (laughs) Yeah. Are there like any other stories uh, that are as weird and bizarre like that in, in the whole process. You've, you've shot about what? Uh, you've produced mm-hmm. about 3 or four, 4 films now, right?
1: 4 films. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. one is another a Lot of them. I mean, there, there were days when, you know, uh, people are shooting since morning 8 o'clock and your line producer uh, forgot to get, get dinner for everybody because he thought uh-huh. that the shoot was gonna end at 6 but then you go on till 10 and then he forgets to shoot and people are out and asking for dinner and there's no food. A Lot of, I mean, shit happens.
0: Very good deal, with And and I guess as a producer, it's your job to take care of everyone because you're funding absolutely, the project. You're almost absolutely. like the paternalistic father figure. Yeah, yeah. Not the director though, yeah. because the director's job is to focus on the film itself. But everything absolutely. that else that happens in the background—that's you. It's 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 our it's our responsibility. See that is so interesting. <clears throat> Again, because my my limited knowledge about how producers do it is typically like you know people are shooting uh, in the Bollywood movies and you know and someone like uh, what's what's that guy's name uh, the, the sort of bald plump guy who's a popular guy in in indie movies he fucking uh, Deepak no anyway so so he, he he plays a producer in a couple of films uh, in Bollywood. And it's like they've been shooting for four hours. He comes and says, mm-hmm. Yoga, yana yoga, and he walks away. But what I'm getting uh, in this is that it is a very immersive process. It's not like you're yeah. sitting at yeah. home, kimene peselagadi Especially in, in, in yeah. the
1: independent space, because, uh, because you're working with such tight budgets, you have to be there uh, to make sure that everything is on point. Like, I mean, I, it's okay if you are sitting at home, it's your money is involved, but then. You have to make sure that there's somebody who you trust with with your money, and who's who's going to make sure that everything is well spent and everything goes uh, without any glitches. Um, so yeah, so I I personally like to be there because I enjoy the process, um, and I think that's how it should be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not like yours is just this separate, almost like a uh, angel investor entity. It's like Mere um, yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess my completely different tangential question for you is, uh, what's your favorite OTT platform? Do you watch OTT platforms?
1: Oh yeah, all the time, all the time. I would say Netflix. Uh, I, I love the so over the top, their over the top edgy content that they've they've been doing. Uh, yeah, some of my favorite favorite films are on Netflix. So yeah,
0: hands down. What do you what do you th- what do you think about some of the stuff that's coming out right now, uh on Netflix? Uh, any favorite shows that you have in mind? Uh I've been
1: watching Sex Education season two since the, the yeah. last two days. Uh which is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I've been uh, I, they've done a pretty good job with the the background score, like the songs that we've used. It's I'm loving it. Uh, mm-hmm. and yeah, but I think the content, especially Netflix original content is is pretty uh pretty
0: good, yeah. Pretty <coughs> right i yeah, i do I mean, make something on like that one day oh on netflix i think i think mantra is already on netflix isn't it yeah it
1: is it is, it is. but it's sort of yeah, that, like, that, it's that. sort of like original film they they acquire it later and it's available like it's streaming worldwide like a, like a regular film yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah um you know what i've been watching recently i've been watching a movie this uh, this uh, ott platform oh, yeah yeah, yeah know, the curated platform uh, and I'm really enjoying it for some reason it, it, it is not like it's not like Netflix though where you can just if you don't like something you can quickly just scroll out and watch something else because each film on there demands a very immersive experience it's not like but but I'm really happy with the, <clears throat> the way things are going in India with OTt platforms we have like virtually mm-hmm. like over 20-25, I remember when I just moved to Mumbai I was sitting mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. terrace over thirty? Sorry. Yep. Yeah, more than thirty. Yeah, I, w-
1: right now in India.
0: yeah. yeah I was saying. I was saying. Uh, I just moved to Mumbai and uh, I was sitting on the top of a service apartment having my breakfast, and this guy had uh, flown in from uh, the UK, and uh, he was like, "What do you do?" I said, "I'm just here to figure my life out." What do you do? He's like, "I'm here to figure my life out, also, but I run an OTT platform and I'm trying to launch it in India." I was like, "Bro, you as well? Like, what the fuck? How many platforms?" <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. I mean. <laughs> It's 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 interesting. What do you what do you think about? Uh, I guess uh, does English content that is uh, made in India stand a chance, or, or do you think like regional content is going to take over?
1: Um, I think see every platform per se has a, has a separate audience base. So if you talk about uh, Z five, there's a separate audience base that they have. If you talk about Jio's right. OTT platform, the, you know they have a lot of uh, they have a very strong subscriber base in tier two cities. And they know it very well. That's how that's how they're churning. That's how they are churning out content. They are uh, making content for that particular um, segment of, of, of uh, the population. And if they so Netflix, the only problem Netflix is facing right now is that it's only working in in like metros uh, right now. The audience who who likes edgy over the top content is in metro cities, as opposed right. to. Um, uh, let's say Z5 or old Balaji, who's uh, so recently, old Balaji uh, I think they they are uh, about to launch it, or they've already, I don't know. Um, they are there's a very raunchy show, uh, I don't remember the name, but it's like almost like soft porn, uh, which, <laughs> which yeah, um, and apparently, a lot of people are talking about it, a lot of people, um. So, they understand their audience base and they are churning out content based on what they like and what they want uh, so
0: This yeah.
1: is a very important thing to understand I guess uh, yeah. what, what
0: your audience likes and what they need Yeah, I can imagine like someone who's in a tier 2 city coming home at night is like okay, I can't legally watch porn but like what's the great <laughs> way to sort of facilitate that need on yeah. on a platform yeah. that I subscribe to and pay for or uh, let me watch that show That's interesting man Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I was a uh, I was, I was a Navi member yesterday and I was staying at uh, one of my uncle's places. And I noticed that everyone in the family, uh, the only break that they would take from their Netflix viewing time was if they wanted to watch Big Boss, which strikes to me yeah. as like the only TV prime time show that still does the rounds in India, funnily enough. Because everything yeah. else is like, as soon as you're urban, you're like on Netflix, the, people have just stopped yeah. buying cable. You know? What's right, up with that, yeah. man? Yeah,
1: right, right. Even I... In my house, uh, we have four TVs but only one cable collection which is my my dad's room because he likes to watch
0: uh, He still watches the news
1: yes, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> it. that's it, otherwise uh, nobody else in my house uh, watches TV, nobody has a cable collection or a DTH connection, everybody has uh, the, the smart stick uh,
0: and everybody is on OTT right. platforms yeah, because the idea is like at this point we're like drowning in content We want to know like, what to see, right? And I guess uh, yeah, our, our yeah. dads and like, yeah I, I guess like our dads and the older generations they Since they grew up in a scarcity of content Where the only thing they would have is like Maybe a Friday right. movie, a Friday, one Friday movie Or right. like you know, the, the shows on Doordarshan So, uh, it, it, not everyone is easily able to adapt to that um, okay, but okay, in, in, okay. In, in in sort of the adaptability of these things, um, do you think you understand Indian audiences right now? At least the urban audiences. What, what do you think they want?
1: I think um, see if you if you I think there's there's a phase every two three years that comes. Um, so mm-hmm. the current phase that I've I've gauged sort of is that people are liking uh, stories that they can relate to, like a lot of middle class family stories, like issue-based stories, like if you look at the last five films uh, that Ayushman has done um, uh, mm-hmm. or or maybe um, Rajkumar Rao has done. Um, right. One is, um, uh, what is what is the film called, where
0: he is fighting his baldness. Um, I, I don't know, but you know what's really funny is that I was at a barber shop two days ago and everyone in the barber shop was not doing their work and watching that film. Wow, wow. So yeah,
1: people, people who, uh, and these are problems that a lot of people have, right? Like in a lot of middle class. Right. Uh, so Bareilly ki Barfi is a very good example. Uh, a lot of people, right, 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 right. middle class family, and and these things they could relate uh, to. Uh, then um, Andhadhun was a very nice film. Uh, so I sort of, mm-hmm. so the new film that I'm working on right now is in the same mm-hmm. zone. Uh, is is based? It's a story that is based in Gurgaon. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it revolves around um, this concept of medical tourism uh, which, which goes I have the seen so day. many
0: medical tourists in clinics uh, yeah. in Delhi. And yeah, yeah, I yeah. even remember like uh, there was a receptionist who was hired by a doctor so that because he knew how to speak Pashtun and Afghani yeah. wh- and which was yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: so so if you, give, if you give if you give if you give a content, if you give something to people that, They've seen uh, it around themselves. They they relate to uh, you know uh, they relate to it very much. And then you again the audience base increases. Like uh, there are films that you make have a certain uh, like a very niche audience, a certain amount of audience who could relate to that concept. And then again, there are, there are films that could be smart that that could be like sensible cinema. But then uh, a lot of like large number of audience could relate to it. So I think this concept. <coughs> Uh, which I am working on right now is is uh, is something that a lot of people would relate to, a lot of people would understand because this is happening around us a lot right now
0: Right, who, who do you think is the most, who do you think has cracked the indie cinema circuit the best? I know one is like probably like, I mean everyone who was in Sacred Games for sure but then also like uh, people like Jim Sarb and Aishwan Karana. Yep. we are seeing like yeah. these new faces come up and <clears throat> I see like the old Bollywood, again, I don't hate Bollywood as well, but um, yeah. I think the old Bollywood uh stalwarts are taking the seat back as as yeah. the OTT platforms are covered by these new faces and we're seeing these new people who, who people are consuming on not only just uh, these OTT platforms, but yeah. going to their, uh, <clears throat> watching their YouTube videos and YouTube interviews, you know, and, and even some of these people are coming to podcasts, which is the field that yeah. I'm in, right, and it's it, you're seeing these uh, new indie cinema faces embrace new technologies. Uh, do you think yeah. bollywood would ca- will catch on to that sort of thing? I think it's
1: catching up. You know, you you, uh, you saw Aaliyah recently launch a YouTube channel. You saw Varun Dhawan recently ra- launch his uh, YouTube channel. So now people have realized, you know, and they're not leaving any any stone unturned to to tap that market as well. Uh, but coming back to your question, if you talk about Right. Uh, if I could talk about one person, uh, one producer who's cracked this indie code is is uh, is Gunit Munga. I really look up to. Her. Uh, I have I've heard uh, about she, her. Yeah. yeah, she's she's uh, been a part of uh, films like Lunchbox, uh, which was the highest gro- grossing independent film uh, from India. Uh, uh, so I think Gunit uh, has cracked this code of of getting into all the T R A festivals. I mean somehow. All the films that she's made, the went to festivals like Cannes, Sundance, or or Busan. Or that is crazy. And, <clears throat> and she uh, this one short film that she produced. I'm forgetting the name. Uh, also won at the Oscars last year.
0: Really? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Uh, is it is it a film about uh, female? Because I remember my dad was telling me about Gunit Monga as well. I yes. Maybe yes, you guys yes. had a conversation. Yes.
1: Yes, that's one. But uh, that's I can't
0: remember the name as well. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, yeah. So I didn't
1: look up to her, and I somehow sort of think if if I can I can sort of crack that code as well. It'll be really
0: good. Well, I I hope you I hope you make uh, many crores uh, with your movies, and hopefully, <laughs> uh, you know you know get right, uh, right. get people to uh, yeah get people to watch uh, films that that stir their souls on a level that is not only emotional but then also. Uh, like you said, it, it's relatable uh, because we're yeah, moving away yeah. from that, and and you know people like you are uh, sort of spearheading this industry. Uh, I guess my final question uh, to you is, um, <clears throat> what do you think? Uh, where do you think the future is heading of the indie cinema industry? Are we going to see more young people like you enter and become producers? Not not the most glamorous role of all, right? Because everyone wants to be an actor or a singer, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And and what do you where do you think uh, OTT platforms will go? Like if you could just sum all of this up. See, uh,
1: just to sum this up, I, I think in the last few years, the number of OTD platforms has only increased. Okay, I think from about right. uh, 12 platforms in 2013 or so, to now being 30 in 2019. Um, right. um, so yeah, a lot of them are coming up. The The way that people are consuming content is, is very uh, different these days, it, mostly on their phones. And if uh, they have the choice of just flipping through, if if they're watching something and it's not interesting enough for them to stay, they have the choice to flip through it. Uh, you know, just go to the next one, go to the next one. Um, so, see, although for Bollywood films, uh, theatrical theatrical is a big chunk uh, of, of their revenues, but for independent films like, like ours, I think we solely uh, rest on on uh, festivals, number one, and, and then of course, OTT platforms uh, right. for, our, for our money. So, I think uh, the future looks bright. Uh, we have uh, a lot of platforms coming in. Uh, I think Disney uh, launched, Apple TV launched something recently. Um, uh-huh. um, Disney also launched something recently. Um, so, yeah, it looks great, I guess. yeah, It looks great. I mean, the more platforms come here, the more avenues we'd have for our films, the more audiences, uh, audiences we'd, we'd have for our films um so it looks bright
0: and i'm excited about it thank you so much nikhil i'm equally excited about all of this uh, thank you so much for coming on and uh, doing thank this you. podcast thank uh, you very
1: much. For the me. backdrop
0: the backdrop uh makes you seem like uh, quite the busy producer as you're traveling through meetings from bad. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm supposed um, to go
1: for another meeting but uh, not a very yeah. big person right
0: now Hey, do no, nice, seriously. But look, I uh, one of the things I am really inspired by you, which I was also telling you before the podcast is your ability to just uh, dive in head first again using your instinct and asking questions later. Most people would think it's a reckless approach, it's actually not. It's how you learn things. Um, yeah. And I guess where can people find you if they want to contact you? If someone cares, hopefully they do.
1: I'm sorry, come again.
0: I said, uh, where can people find you uh, in case they in case they have questions? Hopefully they do, hopefully one person so comes and you Nikhil, I watched Facebook. your podcast
1: I am on Facebook and Instagram both um, yeah. My Instagram handle is Nikhil C28 And on Facebook, yeah. uh, it's Nikhil Chaudhary
0: I am yeah. pretty sure they will not be able to find you on Facebook You and there's millions of Nikhil Chaudhary's but on Instagram, we will make sure, sure. Hi yeah, man I Nikhil, thank you, you so sure much for doing this answer anybody's question yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, man. Thank uh, you And hopefully, much. I'll Have see you in Gurgaon. Yeah. Yes, see
1: you, sir.
0: Okay, man. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye-bye.